Lord buddy Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. Today, it is the 29th of August, 2022. And on today's show, we are in game week. So we're going to look at the first week of the Big 12 football season and ask, what is at stake for the Big 12 as a whole? What is at stake for every single Big 12 team? All 10 of them are in action this weekend. We'll look at the slate. We'll discuss what is at stake for each team in all of their matchups. That's coming up next. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Glad that you all are with us. We have finally made it to a Big 12 game week. I know, uh, like you know, a lot of you out there, I was dialed in this weekend to the game between Nebraska and Northwestern. It was just really nice to have a, you know, a major college football game on. And that game um, delivered uh, on a lot of fronts. Um, you know, I thought the setting was really cool. You could see the fans. You could see them making the cup snake. You guys could see, you know, them enjoying the atmosphere. You guys got to see Casey Thompson go out and uh, Ryan Holinsky, a couple, you know, um, veteran quarterbacks, you could say, of the college game go at it, go head-to-head, and and the results, it was a fun game. We got, we got a really fun, exciting football game that took place this weekend, and now we turn our attention towards week one, right? That was the appetizer. Here comes the main course, a really, a, you know, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's a five-course meal coming up this weekend. I mean, there is college football wire-to-wire this coming weekend as we dive headfirst into the 2022 college football season. It's really exciting. And so what I thought is I thought I'd look at the uh, at the schedule that we have this week, the entire Big 12 schedule, and go through it and say, look, what's at stake for the league this week? And what's at stake, obviously, for each individual team, right? What is, what is everybody playing for this week? And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that kind of applies to everybody. You know, the whole go 1-0, uh, everyday type deal, you know, get off to a hot start. But really, there's there's more than that. There are some there are some specifics about how these teams, you know, go about this weekend. That's going to be really important as I as I gather my notes right here. Um, but you know, you just look at the schedule and, and you look at the, these games. There's not like a ton on the marquee, uh, but there are a couple really interesting football games that we look at this weekend, and you see that there is stuff on the line for the Big 12 beyond, hey, let's just get to a hot start, right? And also just thinking more broadly, let's just, let's just start a big picture here real fast. Like, what does this league have to prove this year? Well, I think that after last season, we're kind of now under the threat of um, th- this This feels like this legit could be OU in Texas last year. I, I think what would happen last year is, well, they could jump early. They could. They could have jumped early. But I think there was much more anxiety about that last year because the announcement was made last summer. I don't know if that same anxiety is there anymore. I think we're just kind of acceptance, but it feels like that, you know, it, it could make sense that Oklahoma and Texas after this college football, college basketball, softball, baseball, after this athletic calendar plays out, the move could be made for OU and Texas. It would make sense. It would sync up with the Big Ten taking USC and UCLA. And so I think that is that's there. That is 110% there. That makes sense. 
Um, so I think there is that that is looming over this season. It's uh, is this season going to be, you know, a Behringer of things to come? Uh, you know, this this league could be really, uh, you know, really competitive, right? Or a harbinger of things to come, excuse me. Uh, not Tom Behringer. Uh, you know, could this year be a harbinger of things to come? You know, will it be a really competitive league like we all think it will? Could there be a lot of teams in the mix for a conference title? I believe as many as five could be involved this year and have a legitimate shot to go. And maybe, hey, a team from the back part of the league shows up, shows out, and has a chance to compete. So I think that is something that we're looking at too. Now, will week one tell us this stuff? You know, I'm not here going to sit here and say, yeah, for sure it it could or it will, but, you know, it obviously could. Uh, But there are so many questions facing all of these teams. As we are, you know, right now in the final days of August, we're about to head. I mean, we're about to head in September. It's fired me up. Let's let's get after it. All right, so let's go through these. Okay, let's go through these teams, and I'm I'm going by when their games are going to be played. I'm going to go by the actual schedule itself, which is going to make this a lot easier about what is on the line for each one of these teams. Big game to start off with in the Big Twelve. Let's go with the backyard brawl on Thursday night, West Virginia and Pitt. And for West Virginia, it's a chance to show they belong in big games. Pitt's a top 20 team. And for West Virginia, they've got a schedule, and listen to this, they're at Pitt, at Virginia Tech, at Texas, they've got Baylor, they're at Iowa State, OU, Kansas State, at Oklahoma State. I mean, look at that list, and you've got one, two, three, four ranked teams, Already on the schedule, you've got teams like Kansas State. You have to go at Iowa State. You have to play teams like Texas. Now, it's obviously part of the schedule. But, look, we talked a lot, and, and I love West Virginia's schedule. There's a reason why I put the Backyard Brawl as my one of my favorite, favorite non-conference games. It's because West Virginia, scheduling-wise, has shown that they're not afraid to play anybody anywhere, anytime. Scott Frost said it. West Virginia actually means it. Anybody, anywhere, Anytime though they played Tech last year, they're going to play Pitt this year. They're playing Pitt and Tech, uh, Virginia Tech, this season, and so I love that about them. But they're going to be in a lot of challenging, difficult games this year against really good opponents. And week one, I want to see okay, how competitive are you in these big games? Do you look like a team that is going to flip some of these big games? Last year when they played uh, Virginia Tech. They won, but it wasn't this overly convincing performance. You didn't leave that game. There, that goes off. You didn't leave that game thinking, okay, I got to watch West Virginia this year. And then you obviously had the game against Oklahoma, where really, you know, you saw them throw that one away, throw away an opportunity to be competitive, a chance to win. They did not look good in that game. So, uh, or, you know, it was defensively they did, but, you know, they, they did not execute in the end and give themselves a real good chance to win that football game, although they were in it at the end, they, they took themselves functionally out of that game. So I want to see with JT Daniels, a new quarterback, obviously there, what does this look like? Can they compete in these big games? Will they be competing in these big games? Or will, you know, will this just be a schedule? They got to grind out wins against the lesser teams on their schedule. Or are they going to be, you know, become big game hunting? And I'm not saying they got to flip all these games or win all these really difficult games. But will they be competitive in them? Will they show up in them? Um, and can they win them? Can they win them? This is on the road in a difficult environment, bringing back a big rivalry. So I'm curious to see, can they do that? 
Oklahoma State plays Central Michigan at the same time on FS1. Now, excuse me, the Pitt game is going to be on ESPN. Pitt West Virginia is on ESPN. Big early on. There we go. All right. Um, Central Michigan and, and uh, Oklahoma State is on FS1 at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. What, what, what I'm looking at this game is Oklahoma State starting fast, right? I've said that, I've said that before. Oh, this won't just be the, you know me saying I have to start fast. But here's the thing. The last four regular season non-conference games for, um, for Oklahoma State have been really – really close. They had a couple games against Tulsa that were single digit victories that they had. Uh, you obviously had the game last year against Missouri state. That was really close. Yes. Yeah, so last season, Missouri state, 23, 16, Tulsa, 28, 23, Boise state, 21 to 20. You want all three of your non-conference games by a combined, uh, let's see, it's 20, it's, it's seven, five, uh, 13 points. And I, look, I know Spencer Sanders was injured, all right? So it's not totally fair to put it all on Oklahoma State and say, hey, look, you know, this is difficult. But they did have Spencer Sanders back in Tulsa against Tulsa, and they did have him back against Boise. The previous year, too, that Boise game or the Tulsa game, excuse me, was 16-7 to in the COVID year. So what I'm looking for this season is going out and sticking it to a opponent that you are going to be favored uh, pretty heavily against right now. I'm going to check the line as we speak, but the line right now is Oklahoma State by 20 and a half. Can you get after them early and often? Can you take that lead because I, I think for them, if they're going to hit the heights they need to this season, and look, I'm I've been skeptical, I've been pretty honest about it. I'm a little skeptical of how good this Oklahoma State team will be compared to last year's team. Um, there's certainly pieces where they could go out there and 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 potentially be just as good, but I I doubt that sincerely. I I, I sincerely doubt that. But look, if they want to hit that level and kind of achieve where they've been picked and whatnot, uh, they need to get off to a hot start, and that starts in this game against Central Michigan. So I want to see them, you know, actually take it to a team and not let them hang around. I want to see a two-score game at halftime. I want to see them maintain and stretch it to 17, 21 points in the third quarter and finish the thing off in the same place in that fourth quarter. I want to see some reserves maybe getting some run late in this game. Now, maybe not first game of the season, playing Arizona State next week, so you want to get the ones as much run as possible. But you all see where I'm getting here. Take care of business in a convincing way, in a way you have not before. That takes us to Kansas on a Friday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time, 7 p.m. Central on ESPN+. Plus. Kansas against Tennessee Tech. Start well, win, win, win this game. I don't care how, I don't care what. You got to win. If you want to hit the margins, if you want to uh, improve as a program, these are the games that you have to take care of. Last year, that South Dakota game, man, I mean, that game was about as dicey as it gets, right? That was a game where it felt like um, Kansas should have been the better club, you know, uh, for most of the game. And they were able to eke out a 17 to 14 win. This team is older. This team is better. This team is wiser. This team should be able, should be able to beat a Tennessee Tech in relatively convincing fashion. All right. That is my hope. That should be the hope of all the Kansas fans out there. 
not saying like I don't want to put all everything on on this game for Lance Leipold, but if you're going to to maybe get the three wins, right? Tennessee Tech, Duke, and then flip one of your other conference games. This is the game you have to have. This is the one game where if Kansas is going to improve record-wise, this is the one game where you have to. And look, I, I don't know, you know, when you're Kansas, um, you know, there's a couple ways to look at it. Sure, re- winning games, like winning three is a lot better than winning two. I am 100% on board with all of that, and that does show improvement, and you should be able to win three games. But like sometimes um, success for schools like this is not always indicated by just purely by wins when you're, you know, when you're this, when you're this bad. Um, I do think now when you get to a point that it's like two wins, like three wins is, should be the goal. You're going to be a dog in a lot of your games. Sure. But like, can you swing these games? Can you swing uh, an Iowa state at home, a TCU at home, uh, uh, a Texas at home? Again, you can catch Texas. Like that's the, that's the big thing for me. Can I start swinging these games? Tennessee tech is the one they have to win to get this thing going. All right, next up on the docket in the Big 12 is TCU. This one is one of the more interesting games. I don't really know what to expect from Colorado when TCU meets Colorado at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central on Friday night. I fully do not know, I'll be honest, fully do not know um, what to expect from them. Here is what I will say, is that I've got no clue what the identity of TCU football is going to be. I don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be for TCU when they roll the balls out this season. When you think about that, when you don't know, and there's so much unknown, getting off to a good start is important, but you're doing it against a power five opponent on the road. Now, look, this was a Colorado team last year that went four and eight. We're not sure they're going to be much better this year under Carl Durrell. Um, A lot of questions for them. So for TCU, a team that's a 10.5-point favorite, I want to see you, number one, they cannot get gashed in the way they did last year. All right, That is, that is absolutely unacceptable in some of the games they play. I absolutely gashed, throttled on defense. Their defense was really poor. All right, I want to see improved defense, and I want to see a more efficient offense. We've mentioned this ad nauseum about TCU football. What is their problem? Their offense was a lot of uh, running the football with Zach Evans and then big plays down and also running the football with Max Duggan and big plays downfield, which is great. But they need more of an intermediate passing game. They need a more stable offense that's a bit more consistent. And I think that's where the questions are going to be asked there um, for for TCU. So I'm an F team that I'm not really sure about their identity this season. So it's important for them to get off that good start in terms of how, like, okay, you know, that's a game they should win, right? That's a game that if TCU's somewhat competitive in this league and be, be the sleeper, maybe that Kirk Herbstreit believes them to be, uh, that's the game that you have, you know, you have to go out there and be convincing, right? If they go out there and win like 21-17 over Colorado, I know it's on the road, but you're going to be like, mm, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure we're, we're going to be too high on this Colorado team or on this TCU team. They also have to win this game because, like, I'm not sure they're going to beat SMU. They should beat SMU, but they want to get where they're going. They're going to have to win both those games. All right, the next one. Uh, We start off now on the Saturday slate of games here in the Big 12. The first game that we're looking at on Saturday is at 2 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Central. 
This is on ESPN Plus. It is between Southeast Missouri State and Iowa State. Last year against UNI, Iowa State had their struggles against FCS teams. This is one of those where I want to see Hunter Deckers. I want to see him look good because in the limited sample size that we've had, he's not looked great. So I want to see Hunter Deckers come out and look really good. This is one of those where I'm looking at a specific player. All right. I'm looking at a specific player in Hunter Deckers. I want to see him come out and look sharp. I want to see them make things easy for him. I want to see him dominate the game. And I want to see them get some momentum as they turn their attention towards Iowa down the line. So I'm looking at Hunter Deckers in a game against a, what should be a very overmatched SEMO team. All right, quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll continue on with the rest of the slate and discuss what is going to be expected, what we can look for, what we should be looking for here from Big 12 teams in week one and talk about what is on the line for them. So uh, kind of, you know, what is on the line for them, uh, you know, for, for Iowa State once again. I would say that it is, hey, Hunter Decker's giving the fan base confidence and confidence going to Iowa that this could be a competitive game. All right, today's show is brought to you by the NHTSA. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. It's never okay to drive stoned. You put yourself and others in danger. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you think it's okay to drive stoned, it is not. The truth is your reaction time slows down, way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself if you've been using marijuana in any form. Do not get behind the wheel and, uh, yeah, drive sober. Get pulled over. You guys know the rules. Football season. Come on. Be safe. Oh, I'm not going to tell you guys how to enjoy your weekends, but just don't drive when you guys, uh, if you guys are enjoying um, uh, your weekend. All right. Let's go on to the rest of the games on the slate here. UTEP and Oklahoma, 3.30 on Fox. OU is a 31-and-a-half point favorite. Oklahoma, throttle, throttle, throttle down. What's the line here? It's like making people feel good with Brent Venables as the coach, right? That, that's kind of what's on the line here. You know, not uh, well, overall for Oklahoma, tumultuous offseason. I mean, losing Lincoln Riley, losing Caleb Williams, losing Spencer Rattler, having all those guys go to the NFL draft on defense. Then having, you know, uh, you know, bringing in BV as a coach now and then having the Kale Gundy issue. I mean, there's a whole lot happening for this Oklahoma team and the program and whatnot. Just come out and make the statements. They were, say we're still Oklahoma. That's what I want to see them do. That's on the line for them. We're still Oklahoma over BV. It's one game, sure. But think about what happened last time when we saw OU meet a team week one, right? I know that Tulsa game, everything was weird, but Tulsa came to their place. Tulsa Tulsa couldn't play at home because of, because of storms and hurricane. And Tulsa came to you. And Tulsa, you know, arguably looked like a better team for most of the, more of the game. So do not do that. Be more focused. Come out, throttle down from the beginning. Throttle, th- throttle through, I should say, from the beginning. Same thing goes at 7 o'clock on ESPN Plus for Baylor against Albany. What's in the line here? A new look at a new offense, all right? Blake Shapen, get him as many reps as possible because guess what happens next week? You have BYU. I don't know, let me see. Is that next week? I want to make double check. Um, I think that is next week, or it's, it might be week three. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah, on the road, BYU, uh, 9-15 uh, Central Time next week. So it is important that you get Blake Shapen as many reps as possible you know, you make sure that you kind of establish the running game so you know who your guys are heading the next week and get yourself feeling confident for what's going to be 
a really good, uh, exciting matchup. So, you know, I know throttle down, but this is one of those, once again, where I'm looking at specific players. I'm looking at, at the quarterback because he is new. I'm looking at the running game, looking at the wide receivers. want to see who is going to be the connection for Baylor, for Blake Shapen and company um, this week. And then let's go 7 o'clock, also on the Big 12 slash ESPN Plus, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, South Dakota against Kansas State. Look, no early funny business here. I'm I'm really want to see you know what's on on the line here, a strong start to what we think could be a special season. You've got Missouri coming to town next week. Set yourself up well, play well. Do not leave too many questions, so much doubt. Don't put bad stuff on film and quarterback wise. What does Adrian Martinez look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like to see those two in the backfield? Him with Deuce Vaughn. Are we gonna get the quarterback running stuff? that we hope, or are we going to save that for week two? All right. I will have to say that Nebraska offense looked really good at times under Casey Thompson. Can this Kansas state offense look good with a guy that moved on from Nebraska last year, Adrian Martinez. That's a big question going into that game. Texas tech and Murray state 8 PM Eastern seven central also on big 12 ESPN plus Texas tech. I want to see Zach Hitley's offense, right? Establishing Zach Hitley's offense. It's the new era of a new coach. Culture setting right here on the line for you. Do not get caught with your pants down at home here in this game for Texas Tech. That's what's on the line. Look coming out and looking strong. It's kind of the same stuff for a lot of these teams. They're playing the lower level uh, opponents. Texas against UL Monroe. All right, so UL Monroe is not supposed to be any very good this year, okay? So this one is another one of those. We're looking at quarterbacks. Quinn Ewers, come out, look sharp, look strong. I hope Zach Kitley puts him in positions to succeed. I I expect that he will. I expect that that's the game plan to have him come out there, look sharp, you know, kind of ease him into the game against what is you know Texas is thirty seven and a half point favorite in this game. They should roll in this game. So I want to see tackling from the defense, uh, and I want to see Quinn Ewers look sharp, so we can have you know, what's on the line: confidence going into a game against Alabama. That's what's on the line for Texas right here. So uh, exciting stuff to find, you know, once again, go through that week one schedule. We'll have picks and everything coming up here at the end of the week. Make sure you guys join our pick at cbssports.com. Just search big 12 in their college football pick game. Use the uh, locked on big 12. Use the password big 12. When you guys do, you can sign up. It's free to do. And when you guys sign up, you guys get to pick games that I set against all of us. Um, so it's a group about, it's actually, thank you all for signing up. About 25 of y'all have already signed up right now. So it's really exciting. Thank you guys for doing that. I uh, hope more of you guys sign up top three at the end of the year, get prize packs. So we'll put together a prize pack from locked on to send it to each one of you all. You guys finish top three at the end of the season. So I'll tell you guys what's more of the prize pack here coming up, but you must be a YouTube subscriber for you to be eligible. So make sure if you're not subbed on YouTube, Please do. We're over 1,700 subscribers. Thank all of you guys for doing that. Tell your friends, tell your family, have them sign up, have them get in the, get in the action to it, cbssports.com. So that's what's on the line here for each Big 12 team week one. Uh, that's, what, that's what could be on the line for you all. If you sign up to CBS Sports, a Locked On prize pack, courtesy of us here at Locked On. You guys go to cbssports.com, go to the Fantasy Pick'em game for college football, sign up in the uh, group called Locked On Big 12. Password Big 12. 
and I'll put all this stuff in the description below. All right, my friends. So next time, as always, stay safe.